Podcast Network. Check one, two, check one, two. Pomplemousse, Pomplemousse, Pomplemousse. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled Pomplemousse. Okay, that's me. That's me. I don't think they pickle the Pomplemousse. You don't know. You're not German. That's not German. It's German. French. It's German. It's German for it's French. Uh, mighty small rodent. All right. <laughs> Tina. Yes. If you would like to peel back the corner of your tablecloth there, your present is hidden underneath. <laughs> Who are you, Oprah? <laughs> oh, God, I'm so old. <laughs> so it comes with a caveat, which is that Allison may need to borrow it when she does uh, AC's DC. I, that, that's fine. Yeah, I thought you could bone up for hopefully our next episode. I'm going to bone on, something. On gossip, yeah. <laughs> I literally went through and I was like, if there's not enough pictures of Pacey, I'm not buying it. That's fair. It starts um, off light on Pacey, but it starts to pick up. Near the the pace, yeah. Picks up the pace. Picks up the Pacey. There's like a... Oh, boy, this is strong. This is strong. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Dear I, God. <laughs> Can I get you something else to put in it? No, no, no. Just more gasoline, please. <laughs> okay. You need that gasoline. Oh, boy. That brings back memories. <laughs> Does it bring back memories of hearing that beat for eight years? Yeah. <laughs> Every song. Even non-reggaeton artists would do a song with a reggaeton beat. Yeah, that's beat. true. There like, was, didn't there Christine was... Aguilera have, like, a reggaeton beat song? I think so. I mean, it so. probably had, like, Sean Paul on it or something. But, well, Sean like, Paul was on everything. He was on everything. His backup dancers worked harder than any dancers in history. He doesn't move. No, He just, no. like, does these little does, shoulder things. Yeah, he does little shoulders. And everybody behind him is, like, breaking a sweat. Dude, that's like, um, Santa Gold. She, on her own, does very well on stage. She moves around a lot and whatever. Her fucking dancers... The crazy, they were like popping and locking and doing all kinds of crazy shit. I was peaking on acid at the time. <laughs> okay. The bass was, it was the Roots Picnic. The bass was so high, it was like hitting me in the chest like the whole right. time. And I, I like grabbed the people I was with, I won't name them, but I was like, it's like we're getting abducted by funky aliens. <laughs> and they went, it is. Um, <laughs> but her dance was so fucking good. It might have been the acid. I can prove it wasn't just the acid because okay. that the or the black keys black keys were at that show and they sucked so bad that I am justified in my dislike forever of the black keys. I never once got into them. I always tried because it seemed like a thing that I should like. All my friends that like the same stuff I like like them and I don't. And then I saw them live. It's two you know it's two dudes. There's a drummer and a guitar player. And the guitar player was playing this you know half hollow body electric or whatever with like three double humbucking pickups so basically the, the the guitar is a feedback like machine just to give it like gnarly edge it's a great guitar and he plays through like tube amp sets another like big sound you know so something happened his guitar stopped making noise so now it's just dead silence it was like middle of a song or like starting to begin like they got like one song in and i'm like maybe i'll like them this time okay then fucking they die on stage so I'm standing there, guitar techs come out, everybody's fiddling with knobs, plugging shit, unplugging it, plugging it back, and bringing out the secondary amp, all this shit. And I'm like, man, I'm on acid right now, you can't make any noise or tell a joke or something, so I start chanting, do a drum solo. And it, like a wave, travels across the crowd, goes all the way over to where, uh, his name is Patrick Carney, is the drummer. 
he is on the other side of the stage. He makes all the way over there, and he like leans into the mic. He's like, I don't do that. I started yelling, you play drums! That's literally all you do! So play drums! <laughs> like... I'm not asking him to do like no. like the fucking drum solo yeah. from Moby Dick, but if he just if he literally just boom da boom da boom da boom da for like two minutes while they right. repaired the guitar, everybody would have been dancing. Instead, yeah. we sat there in abject fucking silence, like we were being punished by the Black Keys. And I was like, I was right to dislike you, and I've never liked them since. <laughs> and I mean, um, you're not doing yourself any favors because if it uh, grinds to a halt, then it takes so much to get that kill, momentum. Kill back. all the momentum. Like, Luckily, the next band was the Roots, yeah. <laughs> which is well, pretty much a momentum machine. Yeah, that they came out. It. They did like two seconds of anything, and everybody was like, "I'm having a good time again." Oh yeah, and like, listen, I have eaten absolute shit on stage. Mm-hmm. I would be playing stuff solo, and I would forget a chord or words or something, mm-hmm. and I'd be like. Eh. Damn. And people would be like, woo! Like, it's okay! Like, they give me the, the support applause. And yeah. I'd be like, I don't need your pity. And I'd go back into the song. <laughs> <laughs> that always kills. <laughs> if you time, I don't need your pity, with immediately going back into your song where you left off, it fucking slays. Everybody's like, yeah! Put us in our place! Ah. <laughs> uh. Sincerely, one of the worst shows I've ever been to. Because of that. Just them. The rest of the show is like a separate show in my mind. And that show is like five stars. Six out of five. Saw so Hot Hot Heat. That sounds familiar, but I don't remember anything about them. They had that song, Bandages. Oh. <laughs> is this your birthday episode? No, we passed my birthday Oh, we episode. passed your birthday episode. Oh, this right. This is March. Okay. Speaking of time. No, I don't know. Speaking of bandages. Oh, yes. Yeah, you already had a segue. <laughs> time. Like sands through the hourglass. There. There's another segue. <laughs> Hey, did you know that because of all the sand where they were recording, they couldn't use any actual prop guns? So, like, the guns they used didn't fire. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Industrial light and magic. The mummy! That Martin Short train was just here. Hello, excellent humans, and welcome to another Hate Watch Great Watch. I'm your host, Allison Yakulis. With me is... Hunter Bush. And with me is... Our other host. Yes. This is like that Trace Spider-Man pointing hosts. meme, where, yeah. but it's like, which one's, the, which one's the guest? Yeah. Is it you? Is it me? Who is it? I'm the guest. You're the guest. Me? Oops, you? no guest. Yeah, oops, no guest. Three hosts. Did I say my name? No. No. Doesn't <laughs> matter. You all know who I am. We're doing the 1999 Mummy. Is it 99? <laughs> yes. In this episode, right now, today, we're making history. I am switching over from the resident Wahlbergologist to the resident... Egyptologist. Okay. Um, oh, are you pissed off about all the historical inaccuracies of which there are numerous? Uh, well, there are numerous, <laughs> but there are some that I'm like, you were so close. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. So, I mean, some of it's because it's a universal property and they're going off of the old mummy and that established some things that already weren't historically accurate and we're just kind of yeah. rehashing that. So I get that. Pronunciations are a little dodgy because I don't think anybody asked anybody about anything. Yeah, I just think they're interesting and I'm I'm not really sure why they chose what they chose. So, in brief, before long before Universal Pictures tried and failed to create the Dark Universe... Tom Cruise, Lady Mummy, should have been good. In fact, was real bad. So before that, I guess we could talk about the mummy a little bit. There is that line where, oh, what does he say? There's there's a point where they say something about women being in charge of something or women being able to lead something. One of the Americans or something like that is yeah. talking about like, oh, they have a woman leading them. It's, right, it's right, right. That's what it is. When, when they're, they're in, yeah, yeah, they're not going to get there because they have a woman leading them. And I was like, 
y'all know how long Egypt was led by women? Never mind. <laughs> well, they don't because they're Americans. They don't know about history. Also, y'all motherfuckers can't stop and ask for directions. Nobody does that anymore. We have GPS. No, th- yeah. and that's like Jeff Foxworthy is on his way here to get his, get his joke back from you or whatever. All right, fine. <laughs> if you had your bisexual awakening during the mummy nineteen ninety nine, you might be bisexual. I really didn't know that was a thing. It's like a big thing for people. Yeah. I mean, yes, they're both attractive, but like their dynamic is cringy i like it yeah. do you yeah i do because he's kind of a dickhead and she's kind of a goofball neither of them is overwritten to those extremes here's an interesting fact my first egyptology fact evelyn is sort of loosely based on evelyn beauchamp who was the first woman in king tut's tomb oh cool she's referenced in the original mummy as well Okay. Uh, she pops up a lot in pop culture around mummies, but her father was a very famous Egyptologist, George something. It's not Beauchamp. I don't remember what his last name is. She was with him. They were the first people to enter King Tut's tomb. Oh, okay. And so anyway, she sort of mentions at some point in like an info dump that her father was an Egyptologist and that her mother was Egyptian. I don't think that's true of the real life Evelyn. But her yeah. father was an Egyptologist. Right, think, they were. I think that's intentionally harkening back to the original mummy, right, yeah. where she's, uh, where descendant. Um, right. Yeah. 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 So the original mummy is. Uh, I like to give it the award for the most reading in a universal horror picture. There's like title cards. There's like five letters in that movie that are on screen. They're not long. They're like two paragraphs. Yeah. But like you got to read the whole thing because it's like mo- it's a whole bunch of plot. <laughs> Every time I watch it, I always go, there is a lot of reading in this movie. It's a very like slow paced, studious film. <laughs> so, oh, wait, yeah. Did you finish your Egyptology? Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. I have so much. Okay. No, but like that one. Or, did you, you finish your thought? Do you, yeah. I mean, I finished the thought. Do okay. you want me to just spew it all over the place right now? Well, uh, let me do a quick uh, summary of the plot. The, Good idea. The star of this film. Is Brendan Fraser, but he's not the main like plot mover. Evelyn kind of should is the real main character. Yeah, it's her arc is the film. He just kind of is like the lead. So he's an adventurer and archaeologist. He's Indiana Jones. Discovered the uh, lost city of Hamanoptera. When Evelyn finds him, he is about to be hanged. Hanged. Yes. I couldn't figure out if he was an archaeologist or a tomb raider, like a treasure hunter. Yeah. I don't know that they ever clarify what he actually does. Well, I, I guess he was to more be than, like a mercenary almost. Yeah, I guess to be, you know, he's like a jack of yeah. all trades guy, he's an adventurer. Yeah. Apparently when he was being hanged, the rig that was supposed to hold him yeah. misfunctioned or mm-hmm. malfunctioned. Yeah, yeah. He choked and Ugh. went unconscious before they could get him out of it. The article I read about it was when he was asked, he said something very very Brendan Frasery that was like, uh, it hurt a lot and I didn't like it or something. <laughs> <laughs> very curt and to the point. Yeah. Um, what a mensch. Yeah. Apparently this whole shoot was just awful. Oh yeah. People were being bitten by snakes. Yes. and Snakes and scorpions. scorpions and they had to be drinking like special like, Highly electrolytes, yeah. you know, hydrating fluids because it was so hot and dry where they were. Yeah, that regular water wouldn't hold up. Yep. And like it's fucked up, and there's still not a um an Oscar for stunt work. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Oscars yeah. are bullshit anyway. Oh yeah, the I Oscars know. are bullshit. Marlon Brando and why he was like blacklisted from Hollywood. Yeah. 
for telling the truth yeah. about these shows. And he embarrassed them. That's what. That's yeah. the real reason. Yeah. It wasn't just that he held these opinions or made them known. It's that he did it in such a way that actively embarrassed the Academy. So they were like, fuck you. Because there was no denying it. Oh, it's just politics shit. Like, mm -hmm. you didn't mm -hmm. give this guy an Oscar because it was the best performance of the year because yeah. it wasn't. You gave him an Oscar because you didn't give him an Oscar in the 70s when he was doing his best work. And now he's like, gonna die in five years or whatever. And it's like, so that's what they do. And they also mm -hmm. invented the fucking, you know, Lifetime Achievement Award for the same reason. Because right. they're like, oh, boy, these guys, like, these couple of people don't really uh, work that much anymore. But we don't want them to die and not get our name attached to it. It actually is more often that they get them posthumously. It's yeah. well after their death or right after their death. Yeah. Well, the same way that, well, don't get me on my rant, but David Bowie didn't win anything worth talking about mm. until he died. They all yeah. waited till the man died to give an award. And the, We all know that's a fuck up. Right. Mm. Yeah, you know, he really definitely like... Black Stars, definitely his only real notable work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really have a very deep bench of discs. No, not much fair. of a catalog. No, I think it's like what, like two, three albums? <laughs> I mean five I mean Grammys are also bullshit because they gave They're the, all bullshit. They gave the very first heavy metal award to fucking Jethro Tull. And I love <laughs> Jethro Tull. Jethro Tull is not heavy metal. Anyway. But, but yeah. The mummy. The mummy. Has nothing to do with David Bowie. They don't even play any of his songs. Oh, no. no. They're going to be like, look, uh, the city of Hamanoptera. It's like, let's dance. Like, <laughs> Yo, wait a minute. That would be funny. It would be <laughs> funny. To see all the mummies. That would have made it infinitely better. <laughs> I mean, David Bowie should have been the mummy. <laughs> Put a bunch of eye makeup on him. He's digital most of the time. He just shows up in the beginning. I've crossed oceans of time to be with you. If only. Talk about sexual awakening. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's like, Labyrinth oh. was my Honestly, original sexual everybody, everybody turned to their friend in the theater and was like, you want to break into a museum after this? <laughs> I'm going to rehydrate a bunch of mummies, if you know what I'm saying. Gross. <laughs> oh. The faces I am getting. Oh. He's talking about cum. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> the mummy. The mummy. So he's hanged. Yeah, he's about to be hanged. Uh, Evie rescues him. Her brother knows this, right? Her brother yeah. knows. Her brother's like a cad kind of, you know. He is, uh, he's basically a crust punk in the 30s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. the 20s or 20s. I don't know Because he's place. like, he's wealthy, but he likes to slum it with like the working class, the, sh you know, yeah. the shipping yard guys, the, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I did read a Tumblr take a while ago that was like, Jonathan probably was in World War One and had seen some shit and is now a sarcastic drunk because... He's seen like horror and death. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all this thing of like that's you what know. all the Tumblr is. Right. All the Tumblr yeah. is it's, is it's ascribing shit. Right. Yeah, it's right. overthinking right. shit. I enjoyed that as a take it's of like an interesting. Of, like, take. He's he's you know supposed to be like comedic effect, but actually it's that like he's so broken that this is how he reengages with the people in his life. I'm just broad strokesing in that. So the brother knows that Rick, Rick which is Brendan Fraser, may know how to get to the lost city. He does. And then they go there, and that's where they meet the mummy. And then the mummy falls in love with Evie, brings about the seven plagues of Egypt. Because we didn't do all ten. Oh, I thought there were only seven. No, it's ten. I didn't actually count what we depict in the movie. We definitely didn't do the death of the firstborn sons, because how are you going to show that? Easy. Well, okay. But I mean, like, they did the locusts and the river of blood and the blacking out of the sun. And, yeah, yeah. Are there ten uh, plagues? What are yeah. they? Uh, frogs was one that they, I don't think, all right, did. let's do it. How um, many plagues can you name? <laughs> okay 
I I'm not the Egyptologist anymore because I don't know. <laughs> Frogs, locusts, blot out the sun, water turns to blood, death of the firstborn, uh, Black Keys guitar goes down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> they also did them out of order. Oh no, the frogs have come too soon. Wait, I didn't... Did they, Send the did frogs they, back. Did they do, they need to cut to did the they fucking, do frogs they need in to, this movie? No. I don't think they did frogs. Did they say something about frogs? Yeah, a guy comes a in shaking his coat and a bunch of frogs fall off. He's like, boy, fucking frogs coming down like cats and dogs out there. <laughs> okay. Uh, so they do a bunch of the they do a bunch of the thing, and then uh, they save the day. And the mummy goes away for a while, and then he comes back with the rock. Right. So, But so, that's a different movie. So, so why let's talk the, about why, this movie. Why is the mummy there? In ancient Egypt times, so like... 40 years ago. <laughs> Imhotep was, uh, what was his, in the in, film? In the film, he's a priest. He has fallen in love he's with the pharaoh's concubine or maybe wife. I don't really know what the She's whole... a mistress. Yeah. Anaxuna Moon. Okay. Yes. And so they have a secret affair and the pharaoh finds out because I think they were going to try to kill him so that they could be together. But instead he finds out and Anaxuna Moon kills herself. Imhotep's going to try to bring her back. But then the Which pharaohs almost guard, works. right? And yeah. then the pharaohs guards come and kill. Him. Well, they don't kill him; they take him, and they perform what we find out later in the movie is called home die, which is basically being buried alive with sacred scarabs that are going to consume you and live while you are in like an undying death for eons or whatever the fuck the deal is. And which you can just do, right? And it's almost never used because like they don't. I'm just saying, is, like they don't do like a spell or a ritual. No, and they use just like a magic staff they just say that's what's happening yeah they cut out they... his tongue and they wrap they him in bandages yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and they put him in a sarcophagus and load it full of scarabs yep. and let him get eaten alive for all of eternity yep which is not unlike the original mummy i don't remember if he's a priest i think he is but it's the same thing like he is in love with someone who is very important to the pharaoh and I think in that they actively, again, are plotting to yeah. kill the I pharaoh. Think, I think in the original one, she's a priestess, and in this, she's not, but... It, like, it's someone who the, yeah. the who's very important, like, mm-hmm. inner circle of the pharaoh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a forbidden yeah. love for whatever reason. Yeah. It's a very, like, our souls will find each other in the afterlife, or the next life, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's Boris Karloff, uh, covered in dirt. <laughs> The makeup is very, like, just dirt glued to his face. And it must have been super fun. <laughs> super fun to do. Arnold Vosley just had a bunch of, like, little blinky red lights on his face for them to do the, like, mocap stuff. They were doing composite shots to do parts of his face being... Uh... Yeah, when he comes back, he's just, like, a dirty corpse. Yeah. Uh, like, mostly skeleton, some shit attached to it. And yeah. then he starts to... Kind of absorb... Kind of absorb kind people's of flesh. People. Yeah. yeah. And rebuild his body out of that. It's yeah. very weird, and I definitely didn't pick up on it the first... I don't know how many times I watched this movie as, like, a kid and a youth. Like, I didn't really get that's what was going on. Oh, I found that to be very explicit. <laughs> didn't say it's not explicit. Yeah, said no, I didn't no, no, get no. It. But I mean, like, even but even when I was like, she's better than you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. She's saying, you she's saying, even as a youth, I was much. smarter than you. Yeah, you're right. She's saying, sit down, dumb dumb. A genius is talking. <laughs> I do have questions about rebuilding your flesh from the flesh of another, but 
We'll get to that. Well, I mean, for most of the third act, he is like I don't know what you say, eighty percent Vaslu, and then like twenty yeah. percent like CG, and it's he, like rot. They specifically have like four stages that yeah, they yeah, kind of yeah. take him through. But I mean, for yeah. the third act, it's mostly like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, until the very finale when Yo. he's like Vaslu. But also, I love the the beetle coming out of his mouth. Oh, that he then crunches. Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> coming out of his chest and crawling up his neck and going in his mouth, and then he eats it. I was just yeah. like, ooh, that's so. It doesn't gross. just go into his mouth; it goes through the hole cheek. where his cheek would be. Yeah, yeah. It goes through, like, where his cheek yeah, is not. right. And, and then he crunches it. it. It's ridiculous. So, I'm Hotep is a, is a real person. Did you know it's, he's a real uh, person? I did, because Allison was, like, real mad that it's not historically accurate. I it's, wasn't okay, real mad. So, so here's the thing. from the Universal Mummy that he's not a priest. He's an architect. So and it's also not the same time period that they're talking about everything fucking else happening in the movie. Correct. He's actually the first known named architect in history. The chief architect to the pharaoh. Well, he also designed one of the first pyramids, yes, too, right? The, the stepped the pyramid Ptolemy? of Saqqara. No, yeah. Yeah, the yes, stepped pyramid of yes. Saqqara. Okay. He wound up being deified after his death, and he's yes. one of the only... Egyptians, one of very few Egyptians to be deified after their death. Interesting. They actually touch on this a little bit in The Mummy because they they realize at the end he's mortal. There's the whole business with the two books and then they have the ghost chariot take away his immortality. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. But he... And then, yeah, they're like, it didn't kill him. They're like, but he's mortal now. That was kind of something that was always debated upon is whether or not he was a god. But he was deified. Uh, so like a saint, like mm-hmm. a Catholic saint. Yeah. yeah, interesting. You are right about things not happening in the right timeline. Yeah, and the way that that was really obvious to me is the whole thing rests upon these canopic jars, right? Yes. Plot-wise, those are her, her canopic jars, yes. right? Yes. And yeah. well, I don't know. There's four of the five are whole still, but one is broken, yeah. so they need to kill Evie. Mummification typically was used for people of high stature that were held in high regard. Right, and, and if you had an was, affair with a priest, right, she likely this likely wouldn't have happened. Would have but beyond her that, reputation. Um, mm-hmm. There would have sure. never been five canopic jars. Okay, they used to store the uh, removed organs in there. Yeah, yeah, and and then that would be sent with you to your afterlife. Right, uh, so they would remove the stomach, the intestines, the liver, and the lungs. They never removed the heart, and that is what is assumed right. to be the fifth canopic jar. Egyptians believe that your soul sits on your heart, so if you were to remove the heart, the soul would have nowhere to sit, and right. so it would be totally moot. They would never do that. Did we cover... Was that the end of your uh, thought for that? Oh, I, I was kind of going on a rant about how they're <laughs> the three pyramids of Giza, yes. and they're like, mm, and Thebes. Thebes. And I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> that's not... What's your favorite uh, Egyptian like deity? I don't know if I have a favorite deity... But I have a favorite pharaoh. Okay. Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut. Oh, yeah. uh, why? Because she... We don't know if either Original she... Original boss bitch. Yeah, we don't know if she pretended to be a man. Okay. Because she was depicted with the she was consistently uh, ceremonial de- beard. Yeah, she was consistently oh, okay. depicted that... as a man. Right. But that was... might have been the convention of the station, though. No other woman in Egyptian history was depicted as a pharaoh. They were depicted in, in positions as of power queens, yeah. as queens, but never as a pharaoh. She's the only one that was ever depicted as a pharaoh and led and ruled as a pharaoh. Just a really interesting... The, yeah. Her whole story is very interesting. The way she's depicted is very interesting. It's very cool. Well, that thoughtful and inclusive answer really undercuts my joke answer. Oh. Which was nut. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm you too.
Yeah, there's Nut, Jeb, and Shoe were uh, The Night, The Sky, and I forget what. But those were the, yeah. Needless to say, I'm not an Egyptologist, but every night before I go to bed, I put on some kind of Egypt show. Like, it's gotten to the point where Michael goes, you going to mummy it up? And then I go, I mummy it up. And I put on the TV and... And he slowly wraps you in gauze until you fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> There's not a whole lot of plot that carries you through here. No, it's it's action-y. The action scenes are very good. Um, the CG didn't, you know, it didn't age terribly, but, you know... It's, it's not great. No. They do some water effects at a time where we should not have been doing yeah, water Yeah, the effects. water effects are bad. I mean, like, in general, the visual effects, the CG is... It has a, uh, like, I think of it as dusty, but it's not terrible. No. Um, I mean, there's all some... that said, they did a lot of stuff practically, yeah. which yeah, yeah. ages perfectly because it still looks real because right. it was, right. you know? There's one CG scene that I actually really like where mm-hmm. I was like, that effect is cool. It morphs into something that's a little less cool, but it starts really cool. Yeah. And it's towards the end where he's, uh, the mummy is in that pool yeah. and all the faces start to come up. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. Yeah. And then their faces get a little too goofy. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you took it a step too far. Yeah. Just leave it where it is. Yeah. Where they're like vague faces coming up. Yeah. For a minute, it's like the end of Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like that, like, Mm -hmm. ooh, they're becoming like tactile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they become kind of like goopy CG. Right. They look like like Casper's uncles or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. For a minute, it's, you're dead, Willie. And you're like, that's cool as shit. But then they're like, hey, it's me, Brad Garrett. I'm Casper's uncle. (laughs) You're like, that's not scary. Um, the locusts was a composite where it's some yeah. of it's real and then a lot of the background is real, fake. Real bugs? Bugs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It, was, it wasn't locusts. It was um, frozen grasshoppers, so they'd be too logy to really move around too much. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Yeah, they killed so, some grasshoppers to get them to well, not be I as have, active. That's I've wild. had... Shoot, yeah. I actually did a Google about yeah. this and I found that out yeah and that's true yeah but I did a google about the treatment of the animals in the filming of this oh boy I didn't find anything I gotta be honest they are real rough on them horses and the camels yeah and the camels yeah and yeah. like there's lots of like them hitting the ground and throwing them around and this it's is my like... thing this is my thing I I love like I love a good animal actor but my thing personally is you see a lot of war movies like period piece right. war movies where there's explosions going off and horses are running through them and then they have to do the like and there's an explosion and the horse is either shot or scared or whatever and it falls over and I'm just like I understand it's a stunt horse it's trained to do a fall but like if you're on a movie set and you're like you know with I'll say Jeremy Renner and you're like Jeremy Renner you're gonna run from here over to that thing over there there's gonna be an explosion on your left and then 20 yards later there's gonna be an explosion on your right don't be freaked out Jeremy Renner can absorb that information right. and know that and a horse cannot right and that fucking sucks because yeah. you wouldn't do it to Jeremy Renner, and you shouldn't do it to a horse. Right. And it's fucked up. So I watch a lot of movies. It's a scene where I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, they're doing explosions near this horse. I'm like, that sucks. I'm like, even if it's a stunt horse, even if it's trained for this, it's not... It can't. It, it can't consent to knowing that this is happening. Right. It. It all. We also don't know that they have any way of determining what is real and what right. is fiction and right. what is actually You're... a danger and what is not. Right. Yeah. And, like, I hate that. Um. So I will give uh, the movie... Uh, 12 Strong came out like uh, four years ago or something. It's, uh, I call it Dem Horse Boys. It's the story of the, <laughs> uh, it's a story they had of. A mounted cavalry in, yeah. in uh, Iraq. Iraq, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was during the like Iraq the Iraq War. War. Okay. Basically like an American 
a troop of soldiers like had to work with local insurgents to achieve like this you know goal you know taking this village or the strategic point or whatever Mm -hmm. but that meant they had to mount up on horseback they made a movie of it it's got thor in it it's got michael shannon i reviewed it for movie john and best of all they use a lot of fake horses during the war scene nice and i was like that's cool as fuck right um and i respect that intensely yeah because if you want to maybe blow off thor's foot that's on you and thor they are whipping these camels like hard and i'm like it's going as fast as it can go stop it the camel's like i'm literally running as fast as i fucking can right assholes thought this was just gonna be everybody being real sweaty like it was uh fear again and and yes and this Uh, is just sweaty in like a a hot way or like sultry yeah thought it was like a softball where i was like oh we'll all enjoy this i know it's like it's not a horny movie but they have good i think they have good chemistry let's talk about that i think they have good chemistry your little core three group is real cute together where you know it's the i immediately was turned off when he just randomly kissed her and then she became obsessed with the fact that he kissed her and i was like this is silly well he was gonna die that's his explanation right and that's fine yeah He's and like, I was gonna. I thought like, I was gonna be killed, and it seemed like a good idea at the time. And then she's all upset because that's his answer. Right. It's it's a very childlike romance. It's fine. It it's, is. I mean, it's exactly written for its core audience, which is like teens. Yeah, it's, teens and tweens. It's fine. I don't know. I, I think they're both very I mean, good looking. She, I she don't... stops him from being shot on the boat. That's kind of cute. They get real drunk together by a fire, and he doesn't take advantage. I, of her. I like, thought he might. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, I know. Well, she up... says something like, I never say no, or I don't know how to... I forget yeah. how they word it, but there's something yeah. about... Yeah. So they establish, like, a mutual respect for each other. It, it reminds me of, like, classic Hollywood stuff of, like, they're saying the quiet part quiet and the loud part loud. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're not yeah. fucking it up. He's he, saying, yeah. like, oh, I thought I'd tag along because you saved my life. But it's yeah. like, oh, but you might like her. Yeah. And, and it's I like, mean, we like... know that. We can tell. You're sticking to your story, you're sticking to your guns, yeah. and that's good. Also, I like that she's incredibly fucking capable and competent, yeah. and she's good at... And then he locks her in a room. Well, that's just so she can get kidnapped. No, I know. It's it's a, It it's makes a... me makes I, me twitch okay. a little. So I think the way that they're trying to play that, I don't know if it translates, is that he's now starting to care about her at that I think, point. No, I think it's that's where we've already the, had, yeah. like, I They're think playing three... capture the flag with you. Yeah, sure. And he's like, well, if we lock the flag in a room... He can't possibly get to it, even though he has magic and there are windows. Right, but she's a person. I know. No, it's dumb. It's that's yeah. the stupidest thing in the movie, and it it doesn't annoy me that it happens. It annoys me that she's not more pissed off about it throughout the. End well, of the I movie. thought she was gonna be like, "What is wrong with you?" and like banging on the door. I thought she was gonna be like, "Well, your fucking lock me in a room plan didn't fucking work because of windows and magic, you dipshit." <laughs> right. Now I do like that he does scare him with a cat. Yeah, that's funny. That is. Funny. I did laugh. He that was very goes, funny. Look what I have. <laughs> well, and like it's just a the cat. CG, the CG reaction is very funny in yes. that. Because the jaw opens so unnaturally before he, like, turns to dust. Yeah, he's doing the big, like, scary scream mouth. Like, oh. Yeah. But then he sees a cat and he's like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's really funny. That's the thing is, like, the comedy in this, I think, really largely works. Yeah, it's it's goofy, but like you know, it's quippy. Yes, it's and it's it's not it's not sophisticated. It's not no. It's not like oh, what a cerebral bunch of comedic moments. It's mostly well, slapsticky kind of dumb shit. And actually, what and I'll give quippy. it, yeah, it feels like the kind of quippy humor you'd get in a nineteen twenties, nineteen thirties film. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. their their they relationship stick to that pretty well. Yeah, their relationship and and her and her brother and the brother yeah. and him and quick and charismatic dialogue from everybody. Mm-hmm. I like Benny a lot as yeah. a as a foil throughout this. Well, I mean, uh, he's so it's John Hanna as uh, Jonathan Carhart, oh, yeah. the brother, and yeah, I have um, the cast. Yeah, Brendan Fraser is Rick. O'Connell, Rachel Weisz's Evie Carnahan, and yeah, John Hamm is Jonathan Carnahan, Arnold Vosloo is Imhotep, The Mummy, Kevin J. O'Connor is Benny, Oded Fair is Ardeth Bay, we haven't even talked about him. Yeah. That's another hot one, man. So well, handsome. So they were going to make him more, much more tattooed, apparently, and they were like, well, he's too hot, we can't cover him up. So that's why they pared it back down to, like, the three visible facial ones. Yeah, so a thing I read was that, like, he was supposed to die in the scene where it seems oh, like he dies. yeah, that too. But they were yep. just like, no, bring him back, because if we do a sequel, like, we want this hot man in it. We'll get to Ardeth Bay in a second. Patricia Velasquez, as we mentioned, is Anaksuna Moon, which is a great name. And uh, Omid Jalili, maybe? It starts with a D, so I think it's Jalili. Plays Warden Gad, who is the guy who's gonna hang Rick. Yeah. And he's in there for a little while, and it's a fun um dynamic between all of the you know it's like because mm-hmm. you got to go on this adventure with the guy who's gonna hang you the lady that stopped you from being hanged and her brother who's well and they even have a whole thing of like they're all getting on the ship and he shows up and they're like why the fuck are you here and he's like i'm protecting my investment yeah she buys she buys rick out she keeps offering more money and he keeps turning it down because he's like no i really want to hang this motherfucker like you don't understand do you he's see, annoying as shit yeah do you see how smarmy and handsome he is fuck that yeah. I'm gonna hang him. Let's see how, let's see who's handsome when his neck is broke. She's like, more money. And he's like, nah. She's like, more money. He's like, nah. Yeah. She's like, he knows where Hominoptera is. And he's like, all right, hold on a second now. <laughs> he's like, Mystical City Hominoptera? She's like, the same. And he's like, the one with the golden book? She's like, that one. And he's like, all right. I mean, they get on a riverboat. And that's where they meet the Americans. Yes. I should, I have their names too. Um, Stephen Dunham as Mr. Henderson. Corey Johnson as Mr. Daniels and Tuck Watkins as Mr. Burns. Excellent. Mm. Tuck Watkins, I believe Mr. Burns is the one with glasses who he's the only one that matters really later. Yeah. One of them. I don't. That's the thing is I, they're so disposable. It's two guys who are the same to me. And then a guy with glasses. I but didn't even realize they had names. They, they introduced them once. Yeah. But um, one of them ha- does have a cool like. I'll stay in my ground moment when they're fleeing the like mummy's horde in the third act. Mm-hmm. He falls out of the car that they're mm-hmm. in. Um, they like take a corner really fast and uh-huh. he spills out. And so he's kind of alone. It's an army of, uh, they're, they're doing the boils. That's one of the plays. Yes. They're doing boils. And yeah, the boils are a sign that you are under the mummy's thrall. So there's all these people. It's not quite zombies, but they're living people who are now afflicted with I follow the mummy. So they're they're going, I am Hotep. And so he's like, get them. And they're, you know, chasing after them in cars. And so this dude, one of the two other Americans, uh, Henderson or uh, Daniels, spills out. And he's got his coat on one arm. Like he's not wearing his coat. He's just like he's got one arm in the in the sleeve, and he's got two pistols. And he just you know keeps shooting and shoots a bunch of them, and then runs out of bullets. And then you know Imhotep walks up. That's cool. That's that's a, that's a cool death. Like yeah. it's it's you know as far as like a C string character, yeah. you know death. Like that's it's real, cool. It's a real die with your boots on kind of situation. It is. Uh-huh. It's a it's an Iron Maiden fucking death. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm just picking out stuff that I wanted to talk about. I mentioned the Americans, Mr. Burns. So they do find Hominoptera. It's a uh, you got to be there at the right time of day as the sun comes over the dunes. It 
reveals the city? Is that yeah? The it sort of reveals itself. It's like a um. I mean, it is very Indiana Jones esque with the fucking staff and shit. It's like a dimension well, opens or what something. Staff? In, was... Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that's the thing. Yeah, no. In Indiana Jones, yeah. all the shit makes sense yes. in an A to B way. Oh, okay. Yeah, this doesn't. This doesn't. No, Indiana like Jones that. is no. like most. A, a lot. Not 100%, because obviously there's supernatural shit in those Indiana Joneses, but yeah. it's demystifying the mysticism until it stops. Yeah. Like, sure. It's like, oh, you know, oh, the staff of Ra, I gotta find it. And he's like, Oh, we mismeasured, and he snaps it, and it's like, oh, I was too short. They're digging in the wrong place. They're yeah. digging in the wrong place, like we talked about. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, that's a cool yeah. moment, and, but it's it's yeah. science. It's about science and mathematics, right? Right. And then it's all that. It's all demystifying until they're like, yeah. so what's in the ark? They're like, I don't know. Don't fucking open it, though. It melted those Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's, Which, honestly, and that's cool as shit. A lot of what happens here is the, like, I know more about what we're doing than you. Well, who's the they in that sense? Uh, Rick and Benny calling to each other after the boat sinks. Oh, like, you know, looks to me boat. like I got all the horses. Yes, we looks should. Looks to me like you're on the wrong side of the river. All right, before we do the punchline, yeah. we should do the okay. setup. Okay, all right. So the setup is that, yeah, they all get on the same riverboat. This is where we meet the Americans. Yeah. I mentioned this yeah, in yeah, passing, yeah, but yeah. like, is the Magi board the boat? Oh, yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. So the Magi is who, Oded Fair, who plays Ardeth Bay. Yeah. He's a Magi. He's one of those, one of these guys. Yes. They are the protectors of Yeah, it's like a nomadic. Egyptian secrets. It's a nomadic group that is aware that there is danger there and is trying to prevent yeah. people from fucking around. It's, right. It's like a holy area. It's like a holy order yes. tasked with making sure nobody. Uh, like awakens the mummy, unfucks, unfucks yeah. the you know yeah. hidden city, all that yeah. sort of stuff. Yes. Yep. I'm fast forwarding a little bit, but at the end when uh, they defeat the mummy and the head magi says yeah. to um, Evie, I don't know, he says to somebody like, "You have defeated this, whatever." He goes through his whole spiel, and then at the end he says, "May Allah protect you always." Doesn't that seem interesting? That they're invoking a Middle Eastern. God yeah. that wouldn't necessarily like jive with old Egyptian right. belief. Yeah, I was unclear of the magi because, like, magi—the gift of the magi—that's what I. Think yeah, it's of. spelled differently. Yeah. It it's is. actually pronounced a little bit differently. Yeah. But they they do say magi in the movie. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like magi. Yeah, like it's, it's two syllables. Yeah. Right. Oh, I was like, I know it's not supposed to be the Magi. Maybe no. it's like, supposed to be, like, Templar-esque of, like, all yeah. these Anglo-Saxons okay. are fucking around in Jerusalem. And so, but this is in the other direction of, like, all these, you know, more Middle Eastern guys are fucking around in Egypt. Yeah, yeah. and also, it, I do like how it makes the world seem big. For it seems like for an ancient holy order dedicated to protecting ways. the ancient, yeah. yeah, like, Egyptians. There has to be a might belief. Be like, May Horus bless you, or something. Well, there yeah. has to be a belief in their gods and their magic, right? In order for you to think that there's anything to right. be protected. Because otherwise, from. you'd be like, "There's nothing." Here. Right. Yeah, just yeah. a bunch of old superstition kind of stuff. Yeah. It yeah. makes things seem of a, like a larger yeah. scope than yeah, yeah, just yeah. what we're dealing with. Yeah. I, yeah. I had I had one joke that I thought was good that you would like. Do it. Is it mummylicious? At one point, so you know, we have like a race to Hamanatra, right? Uh-huh. It's two groups and stuff, and they're going to split up and find what they can. And our group of, you know, Rick and Evie and Jonathan finds Imhotep's 
sarcophagus and the other group finds a book but not the book they thought they were going to find which is a whole thing of like right. they said that they were going to find uh the book of the the golden book yeah they thought they were going to find the golden book and instead they find a black the black book, book. and uh, yeah that's a whole thing that like isn't a through line throughout enough of the movie it right. gets introduced kind of in the middle right there are where they're like it's the golden book and i was like oh okay and they're like once they awaken uh, Imhotep, they're like, the Golden Book will tell us how to defeat him. And then they look where the Golden Book is supposed to be buried, and it's not the Golden Book, it's the Black Book. Yeah. And then, so is it at the museum, there is like a more detailed... Um, tablet. Tablet yeah. that has like more detailed descriptions. And yeah. throughout the whole movie, Evie is mentioning, did you get the name of the scholars? She keeps dropping the name of the whatever scholars throughout oh. the movie where she's like... Cambridge? Well, Cambridge, maybe, yeah. yeah. Like, she's like, the Cambridge scholars say that blah, blah, blah. And so when she realizes, she's like, well, this says the Golden Book was buried at the foot of Anubis. That's where we found the Black Book. The Cambridge scholars got it wrong. And she's like, so by this, blah, blah, blah. And she reads it. And she goes, then the Book of Horus, the Golden Book, should be located at the foot of a statue of Ra or whatever it is. Right? And she goes, take that, Cambridge scholars. And I was like, I like that. Like, because they've set it up enough times that the callback works and, like, Again, she's very smart and competent yeah, and capable uh, throughout the whole movie. Anubis and Horus, I think, are the are the books two, or the statues? Are the two statues right? Because the, okay, then the that, book then is the book swap. of Ra, and I don't remember what the black and the book, book is. of the dead. Oh, it's the book of the dead. Okay, yeah, but also got the canopic jars yes. of and uh, Anaxima. Do they break the one jars? That what happens? It when or they is when it they broken? Open, it's I think broken. it's already broken. I think it's already okay. broken. Yeah. I, that's what I wasn't sure yeah. if it was like uh, we got to punish the mortals for what they did, or yeah. if it was just like already fucked up. Um, yeah. Also, we get our first big horror moment of the warden who was going to hang Rick gets scarabed. Yeah, yeah, and boy does he! And yeah. like, and it it ages pretty well. It's not great because the scarabs are big. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, historically, I think they were pretty big. I think they were about the size of, like, I'm a grown man. Like, I think they were supposed to be about the size of, like, a thumb joint. Yeah. yeah I mean. But in this, they're pretty big. They're, like, mini muffin size. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're, like, rhinoceros beetles. I yeah. think. And I think it's just that they took all the, like, worst parts of bugs. Oh, I think they read better being together. big and scary. Yeah, sure. But, like, I don't but know. But the CGI it's... would have been more believable if they were smaller. Right. Because, sure. yeah. like, they, they travel under his skin. And so it's like, it's big. It's like, okay, imagine like... It's like mild goiter-sized. Yes. Ima- yeah. It's like yeah. pog-sized, if you're going to get nice Pog-sized. Yeah. You know, Alf is back in scarab form. Yeah. <laughs> so the CG of the bugs running under his skin looks a little little silly. Yeah. That's the thing, is I look at that and I don't immediately think silly. I think, oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah, because uh, he's prying them off the wall. There, there's these like they look jeweled. So they he's are. Taking, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's taking them, but then one of them hatches. Kind yeah, of. Yeah, the rules on that are a little wonky because, like, at first yeah. it's like he's throwing them in a bag, nothing's happening until he drops one, and one hits the sand, and the then it sand hatches. The sand awakens it. Right, but later on, yeah, Jonathan gets that. one, and he's just holding it in his hand, looking at it, and it hatches and goes under his skin. Yeah, maybe they're connected to the mummy, and it's because he's stronger, they're stronger, and I don't, that's I don't a, know. That's a good line sure. of bullshit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I respect it. Sure. As a writer, you need to have a strong line of bullshit. If somebody asks you a question in a meeting, like, uh, real quick, how come the Beatles work this way in this scene and this way in another scene? Like, we're going to need to know that. It's like, uh, the mummy's stronger. They're like, oh, good job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take it. And then everybody comes back topside and the Magi attack. And here is my joke huh? that Rick brings dynamite to a rampage. 
Oh, it's a wrestling joke. Okay. <laughs> AEW, the wrestling promotion, has a Wednesday night show called Dynamite and a Friday night show called Rampage. Oh, I see. I like that I just went and looked at Hunter. What does oh, that yeah. mean? I will explain. Light the fuse. Bring the boom. Dynamite. It's part of the theme song. Yeah. But yeah. It's a wrestling theme song. He lights it and stares down RFA and he's just like, okay, chill, chill, chill. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I know. Rick is a cool, yeah. he legitimately is a very cool, like, action hero. Yeah. He's he good. was already going to get hanged this movie, right. so he's really working with, like, nothing left to lose. No, he's, a like, a worthy successor to yeah. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Now, we watched all of these movies yes, in quarantine. all three mummies and then all five Scorpion wow. Kings because they made more of those somehow. Wow. Yeah, apparently the second Scorpion King movie was direct to DVD or video or whatever. The only thing I remember about the Scorpion King aside from The Rock. Godsmack. Godsmack. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Holy That's shit. right, baby. That was what I remembered <laughs> when we started to watch it. <laughs> I'm not the one That's so it. far That's away it. when I feel the snake bite into my face. Yeah, uh-huh. Never did I want to be here again, and I don't remember why I came. That's it. That's Holy it. shit. That's also very wrestler. It is. Song. Oh, oh Godsmack yeah. definitely. I think Godsmack was Batista's entrance music. Oh, that checks out. I think they did Batista's entrance music. So... You guys watched all the mummies and all the scorpions king. Every scorpion king. Between the two. Yeah. Uh-huh. All three mummies. Yeah. yeah. All five scorpion kings. Yeah. Oh, mummy. Yeah. Yeah? Easily. Easily. Even though the other two are Yeah. Are really okay. Bad. So the scorpion king has some worse returns. Does it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I yeah. don't know. I can't yeah. really compare. But... The the latter at least two maybe three scorpion king films are basically feature-length episodes of Hercules' legendary journeys as yeah. far as like plot acting, set design, special like, effects levels. Some of like, them are, are, like, surprisingly bad. Are they yes. all The Rock? No. No, no The Rock's only, only in the, the first one. Yeah, first he's only one. in Mummy to the Scorpion King and, yeah. then, and then Scorpion, Scorpion King, King 1. King one. Yeah. I don't remember the second Mummy. I remember the third. Uh, That's the, the, third Jet Li, the, the Chinese right? dragon yeah. mummy. And it's yeah. Bad. It is bad. It's really yeah. bad. Even though it should be cool as shit. It's really The writing's bad. terrible. Yeah. Really the bad. problem with the second mummy is too much of the movie is their kid who sucks and doesn't make sense because it's it, they're like, it's been six years since we did the mummy, and our kid is not six years old. He's like 14. Right. And he's the main in he's, the third. Yeah. yeah. They shouldn't have a kid. Kids are stupid. Don't add kids. I understand that writers and actors and directors all get older and they have families and they're like, well, the only way I can make this four families is to include a whole family. No, that's wrong. You're not trying. Get your ass the fuck away from your family for a weekend. Do some cocaine. Write a goddamn script. It's fucking stupid. I'm tired of it. Every franchise does this. Every franchise is like, what do we do in the second one? I don't know. Give them kids. Let's make it about families. Boo. Well, maybe they'll start dying out as we as a people start dying out. Because we're on that trajectory. Trajectory. So. Yeah. Kidnap them. Be like, we have a son. Oh, no, the oh, mummy no, took he's him. gone. Yeah. And then get him back in the last five minutes. And then the whole movie's great. This is my son, MacGuffin. Yeah. It's MacGuffin O'Connell. <laughs> it's a family name. Anyway, I put him up in a room with windows. And, oh, fuck, I didn't learn. There you go. Right. And mummy then, too. You wrote it. You, right. It writes itself. But no, the second one is okay, except for there's way too much of their kid. And then the really terrible Scorpion King shows up. He looks bad. Oh. Yeah. The CG, they, they were like, oh, let's get The Rock, one of the most charismatic wrestlers alive. 
And in the finale, he will be an entirely CG, like basically a monster from Doom. Yeah. Who shows up and looks nothing like the rock. He's looks like, a like centaur, shit. But if it was man on top, scorpion on bottom. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, wait, I kind of remember this. Dude, and, it, yeah. and it's just, it's bad CG. They they ran out of money in time, so yep. they had to rush it out. So and his it, face looks bad. It's bad. It mm-hmm. looks it looks like a wrestling game. Yeah. Uh-huh. They like should it, have done it opposite, where it was scorpion on top, man on bottom, because that would yeah. have probably actually looked better with what they could render. Yeah, and you could have just put a human man <laughs> with this weird scorpion face helmet or whatever. You're anything, yeah. Yeah, like, and it would have been practical and it would have been fine. Even if it looked like shit, it would yeah. have aged better than that. Yep. But, so that's, the, those are the problems. Too much kid and real janky CG Scorpion King at the end. The rest of the movie's okay, and then, yeah, the third one is, like, it's not even written well, and the kid is the main character, because that's it's who we really all give bad. a shit about. It's not Rachel Weisz or Brendan Fraser, two marketable fucking draws. Well, she didn't even come back, right? No. No. Yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like, it's not either of them. Yeah. It's some nobody playing their kid who nobody cares about. Uh-huh. And it was, like, kind of a gap sequel. It was, like, eight years later or something weird. Like, it was, like, too long to be a... It's, like, a change of venue sequel where it's, like, not Egypt anymore. Yeah. It's, we're going to, you know, China, I think, or whatever. China, yeah. And it's, like, that's... A, that should... You should have... Indiana... You love Indiana Jones so much, you should have Indiana Jones it and done the China one in the middle. Yeah, well... Done the change of venue in the middle and been, like, oh, okay, cool. And then go back to, you know, Scorpion King it up for the third one or whatever. Or just stayed in Egypt. Like, it's fine. There's plenty of mythology. Yeah. I think there's too much of a switch over between changing the main character over to the kid and changing the venue. Right. They were like, oh, it's a fresh start. It's like, no, it sucks. Because, like, then just No, now it's a new movie. Right. Make it a different movie. Make it a different movie where you're like, oh, I realized because of subtle dialogue that this is actually a stealth sequel to the Mummy movies. Do that. But, yeah, like, it would have been super cool to have Brendan Fraser, Rachel Weisz in China fighting Chinese mummies and any fucking where else. Like, have them go to... South like, America. South America. And a lot of it bases around the, the Terracotta Army. or Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is very cool. Yeah. yeah. Terracotta uh, Warriors is fucking great. And like. Spooky it, shit. It seems like it should work. Yes. Yeah. It's not written well either. No. That's the thing is it's a cool concept that's not written well. It just like flops. But yeah. We sort of talked about the horror element, the scarabs. I did want to mention that. The American guy, uh, Burns, he loses his glasses and is then beset by the mummy who then pulls his eyes out. Yeah. So he's in the dark in um, Hamanoptera. They're all fleeing because the mummy is alive and he's got an army of, you know, mummy soldiers and warriors and priests and and then the scarabs and shit. And like he's commanding dust, you know, and he's got magic and they're all getting the fuck out of there and. Burns his glasses, get knocked off. And I remember watching this as a kid whenever I watched this and just being like, fuck, no. Because, <laughs> like, yeah, I have terrible vision without my glasses. I have terrible night vision in general, even mm-hmm. with glasses. So I was just like, this is terrible. Also, like, I was like, those bugs are around there. Yeah. I was like, ew, no. I do not like, I don't like bugs. I didn't, especially didn't when I was younger. Now I'm a little, as a large man, I've been, you know, enlisted to kill a lot of, <laughs> bugs and spiders and things stuff i don't like um and you know whenever possible i try to port them to the outside mm-hmm. but sometimes it's no it's a you or me situation <laughs> yeah and uh and i don't like it but like it's it is what it is but um yeah like as a as a kid as a teen i guess seeing this scene i was just like oh no i hate this and yeah he has his eyes plucked out and we see that later you know they find him and he turns around and it's a big like but uh 
He's got like CG cavernous eyes. But then the mummy shows up and the mummy has eyes. And I never put together until like the last time I watched it in a while or the first time I had watched it in a while that like, oh, the mummy stole his eyes and put them in his head. Those weren't just two mm-hmm. like unrelated things. So then I was like, but so does the mummy need glasses now? Aren't, <laughs> aren't his eyes inferior? Not with his mummy powers. Right. Like if, if the mummy steals like my eyes, is the mummy like, fuck, I have terrible night vision. <laughs> Go, my scarabs. How? Where is the door? Like, is that what happens? That ne- like we never address this. Somebody gets possessed in a movie. They're never like, they're never like, oh boy, this guy's got a bum hip. Like it's never <laughs> like a ghost is never like, oh no, I need a new body. This is too old and creaky. Was he like a day laborer? What was the deal? Like oh my god, all my bones hurt. Them do that was the cabinet of curiosities thing that they had. Guillermo del Toro on Netflix. Yes. Lay it on me. What's the? I don't remember. I forget what the thing is called, but oh, it's the autopsy. Okay. Oh yes, yeah. actually, yes. yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, the autopsy is yeah. one of the best ones. Yes. I like that series quite a bit. It's like eight yeah. episodes or whatever. They're, yeah. they're all pretty cool. There's it's, but, it's like yeah, best the, of the best sort of situation, but yeah. that's one of my favorites. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, we won't get into... Details. No, no, but that is yeah. true. Yeah, they yeah. do, they yeah. do kind of do that. But yeah, you're right that that's a very infrequent Like, um, imagine you're a ghost. Conceit. Imagine yes. you're a ghost. Yeah. And you're like, I have possessed the body of this living man. Yeah. I can feel again. I can eat. I can breathe. I can, I can drink. I can fuck. Like, and you're like, oh, all of my joints hurt. Is he an acrobat? Why is this? Yeah. Does he have solenoid poisoning? Oh, no. I need a new guy. Get, was did Theo leave? Get Theo. Yeah, um, get Theo in I, here. I feel like a lot Poor of Theo. a lot of the, like, the the weakness of the human body is used in like horror, where it's like, oh, we need a new sacrifice to like transfer your soul into. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. Like, um, we watched Allison's birthday, and that was kind of the thing. Was like, this vessel is dying. We need a new yeah. one. Yeah. Old, old 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 lady spirit yeah. goes in a young yeah. lady body. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think it's frequently and, and, used and, unless it's a plot device in that specific kind of way. And Bride of Chucky, they're yes. straight up like, yeah. we'll live forever because we'll be plastic dolls. Right. Isn't right. there something in that movie, Hereditary? Something about how oh, it's not a... It, does, not... it didn't want a, yeah. a, a boy... No, it didn't want a girl child. It wanted a boy child, but she was too pr- pr- protective of her son. Yeah, there was some reason yeah. why it was not a suitable host. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah, I don't remember what the rules quote unquote right. are but yeah, yeah that's i think right. it was that it was like a male spirit and didn't love being in a female in a vessel. female body yeah. yeah which is also interesting yes yeah good 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 pull did i write down i like to write down you know good like dialogue i'm trying to see i mean my big one was the you know i got all the horses yeah the when they're on the, the river. yeah when they're yeah. on the, the the boat the magi attack and then the boat catches fire everybody's got to flee and it's this whole like Benny betrayed Rick early on, double-crossed him, kind of. Yeah. And so he's like, you'll get yours, Benny, he keeps kind of saying throughout the whole movie. He's like, hey, Rick, looks like I got all the horses. He's like, hey, Benny, looks like you're on the wrong side of the river. Which is great. That's my favorite thing in all these action movies is the I know something you don't know. Yeah. It's a very powerful moment oh, to yeah. write. Like, yeah. I do like that the Magi let Rick live because they're like, like, should we kill him? He's like, no, the desert will kill him. It's like, yeah. wrong. <laughs> Rick O'Connell survived the desert. Barely, but he did. Um, I like that. 
Uh, I like that it's got like a little puzzle box aspect to it, like Hellraiser. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Hellraiser mythology has some ties to Egypt, you know, there's... Well, when they were trying to like get this project sorted, uh, Clive Barker was one of the directors that they, they asked George Romero... Clive yeah. Barker, George Romero again. <laughs> and Wes Craven. And Wes Craven. And yeah. then ended now, up with uh, Stephen Summers. A, a, I mean, a clarification for like anybody listening. Yeah. That m- might not necessarily have been anything like this version of the oh, movie. Oh, no, definitely not. No, I not. suspect they Some would of them definitely different. wouldn't, but others might have been closer. It depends right. on when the era was. I mean, I well, imagine and- Clive Barker was asked in the, you know, 80s when Hellraiser and those films came out yeah. when he was like actively directing. Mm. So, yeah, it probably would have been very different. Um, yeah, he did some part, at least, of a screenplay treatment and stuff, and they thought it was too uh, sexual and weird, which it's like, hey, oh, Clive? have you met him? Hey, Clive, this is like a, I don't know how to say this, a Clive Barker movie? Yeah. Can you not, can you not yeah, do like, that? Yeah, like, do you know who you're talking right. to? Why hire a dude to do a thing you don't want him to do? That's what he does. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I like the keys. The keys are like, they look like powder boxes. Like cosmetics. Yeah. Yeah. They look like like a face powder box, like this little octagonal, yeah. you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But then you like depress a thing and like these spines open up on the sides and they lock in and you can turn shit with it. It's cool. It's it's Hellraiser-y. It's yeah. Very... It opens up like a star, like a ninja star. Yeah. And you like plop that down and yeah, you can open the sarcophagus and I think like a secret door and a couple other things. It's like, a, it's like a... It's like... I think, don't they use it to open the box that has the uh, canopic jars in it? No. It's on the lid of Imhotep's sarcophagus, and right. it's the two books. The two but books. But the chest that the book is in uh-huh. just has a warning on the top that you shouldn't open it because it's cursed. And then the side pops off when one guy hits it with his boot by oh, accident. Oh, yeah. right. And the jars right, are Right, right, right. Okay. But I, I do like that it's kind of like an ancient Egyptian, um, like, Allen wrench. Yeah. Like it's just like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just... Opens many doors. Right. Yeah, it's a skeleton key. Um, oh, along the lines of the how come Imhotep don't need glasses conversation, because, boy, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny? Wouldn't it be funny if he was like, if he picked the glasses up off the ground? Because they're just in that hallway, uh-huh. and he put them on. Right. Not Less the whole time. hot, apparently. Not the whole time, but just like, you know, and was like, ah, and later on he'd be like, my eyes have repaired themselves, and you know, because yeah. of magic. Well. And he throws them, uh-huh. snaps the glasses, eats them, whatever the fuck. But <laughs> similarly... He spots Benny, and uh, you know Benny is a—he's—he's he's a con man. Yeah. So he around his neck has every possible talisman, talisman, and, and religious like icon. Yeah. You know that it's he called hedging your bets. Right, exactly. Right. And so the mummy starts like you know mummy walking at him. He's got like whatever. He pulls the up cross. Like, yeah, Christian cross, and he's like, oh, "Our Father who art in heaven," and it has no response. So he like drops it, picks up like is it I, a Buddha? I maybe? don't remember everything he does. An right. Yeah. yeah. But then he pulls up the Hebrew, you know, Star of David mm-hmm. and starts speaking in Hebrew like a prayer and it's like literally right as Imhotep is about to like eat him and he goes, ah, "Language of the slaves, you might be useful." I think that scene is fucking great. I it think because uh, it's working off of, you know. Yeah, I think Kevin J O'Connor playing yeah. Benny is fucking great in that. It's yeah. a really good He's like his hands are shaking every time he like reaches for another thing. Like it, he he's really selling how scared he is and how desperate. It's also funny. It yeah. is, and it works. It works yeah, as yeah. funny and scary, and like it's that performance. Like Benny yeah. as a character, as a performance, is firing on all cylinders like the whole time. Yeah. Even up to when he finally does get his comeuppance. Well, spoilers for this 1999 movie, but like they defeat the mummy, huh. he goes away, 
And so they're in this sunken temple, which then starts receding back into the ground. Because and... Benny put his fucking saddlebags down on a switch. It's true, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Benny. Yeah, Benny's, like, yeah. looting the trophy room. Yeah, you know? and he trips a fucking trap. Yeah. But, yeah, so, you know, they have to get out because it's starting to sink, and the ceiling is coming down on, like, the entranceway, and, you know, Benny tries to get out, but... And, and, like, even though he has betrayed Rick numerous times and been a thorn in Rick's side the entire time, he's behind him. He's like, Rick, Rick, please, please, please. Rick reaches back. He's like, come on, Betty, come on. Like, he will. He's going to pull him out. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Because it's Indiana Jones. It's yeah. it, It's literally the end of The Last Crusade. Even though that fucking Nazi bitch has betrayed yeah. him and his father mm-hmm. and, like, slept with both of them and played them against each other and then, like, literally is a Nazi the whole time. He's still like, give me your hand. Yeah. Let go of the grail. Give me your hand. And she won't, and so she falls to her death. Right. And it's like, she brought on herself, which is what happens to Benny. I think it's great. I love yeah. that kind of, like... It's you can the... only control your own actions. Right. You can't control it's... what anybody else does. It's, it's, the, yeah. it's, the, it's the EC horror-like aspect of these films. It's the, you know, pulp storytelling thing of like yeah, you know where it the, is ultimately a morality play right the, right the people who are good come out on top even though they have to suffer a lot to get there they do come out on top and the people who are bad get their just desserts yeah. and like it's and it's fun to see that it's satisfying and so benny you think is gonna just be trapped in the place forever because like he manages oh god this thing gives me such fucking anxiety him rolling off that platform oh, yeah. while it comes down he rolls down the stairs like just as it just comes down makes it yeah <sighs> it's very this all gives me cave of wonder vibes uh, yeah yes, it is very, it's very Aladdin. it is very yeah and he, you know you think doesn't he's, work out as good for him as it does with no <laughs> no and you think he's like oh he's just gonna be trapped in the temple for all time which is cool and a good it, it would be a good punishment for him it also would like lead it's into like a good sequel, sequel right like yeah. He could be still alive. He could have gotten out somehow. He could be a spirit himself or magically empowered or something. Right. But I like the idea of like, oh, you like that treasure so much? Well, now you get all of it. Uh And it's like, that's kind of fucked up and great. Yeah. They're also, they're doing a thing which is a callback, but they're, they're reflecting light from outside throughout the whole place to light it. And when everything crashes down, it breaks one of the mirrors. So now he's in the dark. And uh, he's got like a fucking like torch, torch but it's guttering out. Yeah, and yeah. and he's looking around. It's just like he gets surrounded by all these CG beetles, and he's just like, "Oh fuck! Oh no 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 no!" <laughs> and it's so brutal. And you're just like, Ugh. "Yeah." I have a question. So when the plagues hit, Rick and I think the Americans and stuff, they're in a bar, mm-hmm. and they take a shot of whiskey, and then they're like, "Oh, it tastes like." And he looks over at the fountain, and yeah. it's blood. Yeah. And he's like, "Blood." And so all the water is turned to blood. So is that the whiskey's watered down? Oh, maybe. Because, like, the whiskey didn't turn to blood. Is it all liquids? It's fire water, Hunter. I don't know. I don't know the rules. We didn't mention... It's not super important, but we didn't mention Winston. He's, he's the pilot. He's the guy with the plane who's in oh. the movie for all of, like, three minutes. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, Rick is like, I know a guy yeah. I can get us to. Yeah, cause, right. Because the he, mummy kidnaps He drives a biplane. He's got a death wish. The mummy kidnaps Evie. Yeah. It's important to the plot, that's all. Yes. And takes her back to the... Yeah. Is it still Hominoptera? I thought so. Okay, that's. I wasn't 100% sure if it was a new location or... It was just like part of Hominoptera we hadn't explored yet. I thought so. It's the tomb yeah. or whatever, but we hadn't really gotten yeah. into that. Yeah. But yeah, so the mummy took her back there because he's going to do the old soul swap with Evie and Anaxuna Moon's spirit. Same as in the beginning that got thwarted by the Pharaoh's guards who like... They're yeah. like, ha we were here all along and yeah. they... You know, ruin it so her soul goes back to hell or water or whatever. 
the pit of souls. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. We're going to do it now, but like with uh, Evie's body. So he's, you know, Rick's like, oh, I know a guy. Cut to Winston, who's this like uh, Teddy Roosevelt looking guy, has a biplane. And he's just like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, he's just hanging out in the desert, being like, what scrapes are we getting into this time, old chap? <laughs> yeah, it's it's very like they have a relationship that we're not privy to, which is kind of cool. I like, you know, it's yeah. world building. and it's. I feel like there was something where he was like, oh, we might not survive this. And he's like, music to my ears. Like, yeah. it's kind of that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, Winston's like, like, fuck it. Super dangerous. And he's like, yeah. Love it. <laughs> Gets me nipples hard. Yeah. They do do a funny thing because it's like, it's a biplane, so it's got two seats. <laughs> so Rick is in the back seat. Winston is piloting, and they have Jonathan and is it Artith Bay yeah. tied to the wings? Yeah, <laughs> which is like terrifying. Yeah. All those old movies where you like you have wing walkers and wing like stunts. Yeah. Like I'm always like, hell no, 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 no. Yeah. Even though it's like those planes don't really get that high. No, those planes were not all that safe to begin with, no, no matter where you were. So it didn't really matter. It started from bicycle technology. Ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, dude. He straight up is like, you better pedal harder, there's a storm coming. <laughs> he says that too. He says that too, Winston. It's great. But they, they crash because the mummy does the famous, like, mummy sandstorm with mummy's face in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CG mummy's, which looks pretty good. Yeah, it's not bad. No, it, it aged pretty well. Like Evie counters with, I kiss you, so you're distracted. Yeah. He's like, I've had, I have the first erection I've had in 10,000 years. You know what? Fair. Yeah. And he's like, I lost all track of the storm. What storm? So they crash their plane, and everybody's okay, but a little fucked up, except Winston, who has passed away. And then it turns out that the fucking plane is in quicksand. It just fucking sucks right down. And, but I did like Winston is a fun little five-minute performance, one-scene performance. Yeah. Bernard Fox is the actor. Uh, Jonathan gets a scarab. It's the same thing that happened to the, the jailer guy earlier. Yeah. Um, where Jonathan's like, ooh, look at these fucking cool jeweled scarabs. And he pries one off the wall, and he's like, guys, look at this. And it hatches in his hand, and it goes under his skin. And they do this, like, off-screen, like, with his back to the camera, yeah. where... Cutting it out of Yeah, <laughs> cu- uh, where, like, O'Connor, like, yeah, slices it out and, like, flicks it. And then it starts to run back and he shoots it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's fucking... It's like, wow, all right, Deadeye. Like, yeah. why don't you use that gun more often? You're, like, a great shot. <laughs> he might be like me with the playing of the video games, where it's, like, sometimes me at headshot like i'm real dialed in and sometimes it is just a bullet spray fair yeah yeah. oh they find the golden book while imhotep is like has evie chained up next to anoxuna moon's corpse mummy and her remaining canopic jars this is like the big climactic action scene so like there's a lot of moving parts anoxuna moon is like partially revived but her spirit is not like she's not completely rejuvenated because they don't have evie's heart for her as a mummy, she is, like, attacking Evie, which is fine, like, because it's a 1999, so only women can fight women. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. wrestling rules. It's 100% wrestling rules. Yeah. And there's a cool thing where she's translating for Jonathan, who has the golden book, and he's, like, trying to read the inscription on the cover because he can't open it yet because uh, Imhotep has the key in his robes. But he's like, I can read the inscription on the front. So he reads part of it, and it summons a priest uh, battalion, priest mummies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of acting of their own accord. But if he finishes the rest of the inscription, he'll be able to command them. Yeah. So he's like reading it and running for his life. And she's running for her life from Anaxuna Moon. And he's like, I don't know this last hieroglyph. It's like, it's like a, like a bird. It's a stork. And she's like, oh, it's, you know, whatever, whatever. 
he's like, oh, okay. And then he reads the thing and then they, they listen to him. And it's a cool, like, moving part sequence. Yeah, Rick, there was like three mummy soldiers. There was like a whole bunch, but three of them jumped at him and he, for no reason, with no setup, really decides to, like, I'm going to big bear them. Like, I'm going to make myself big right, and try yeah. to. So he goes, like, ah! And yells at them. <laughs> and then all three of these undead monster mummies, like, their jaws dislocate like fucking, you know, cobras. <laughs> and they all, like, Rrr! crazy like death scream and he's like oh fuck <laughs> like runs and it's good comedy that was in every trailer yeah, yeah. that was like such a moment from this movie and it's good it works it's ex- it works exactly like star wars when han solo is it him and chewy like chase like two or three stormtroopers around a corner and they have guns on them and they go in the room and there's like eight stormtroopers in there so oh, then they're yeah, like oh yeah. fuck and then they run the other way like yeah it's that moment like where it's like i got this it's like oh i don't <laughs> Oh, it's just a little thing. Oh, no, it's got a mama. Yeah. Yeah. Jonathan finally gets the key because Rick cuts Imhotep's arm off. There's a lot of things in this that are technically gross, like that should be more like gore, and they're not, which I appreciate. No, well, he's dehydrated. It, it could yeah. still be like grosser yeah. than yes. it is. It's yeah, very yeah. bloodless and suggestive. Right. And um, not really. Like even when they like cut out his tongue or whatever. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it's not. Jonathan gets the key, opens the book, reads the incantation that they think is going to kill Imhotep. But as we mentioned, it's like a, it's like a ghost chariot that runs through him. And like, there's a, it's a weird, like final fantasy, like final boss, like effect of like, his soul coming out or something. Yeah. It's his immortality. It's his power. And he kind of chases it too, which is why. Oh yeah. He's yeah. just like, no. Yeah. And then, you know, they're like, it didn't kill him. And that's when they're like, but he's mortal. And, right. uh, and then Rick stabs him. Runs him through. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's when we get the, the little, the, the water Staggering ghost back. face. Yeah. yeah. like Yeah. The, my favorite of the CG effects, but he does, he does say death is the beginning, which is yeah. what he had, uh, carved into his the inside of his own sarcophagus yeah it was like all covered in uh it was covered in scratch marks and they're like oh there's also like an inscription here and what i guess they make it vague as to whether or not that was the inscription just on the inside or he had carved it himself death is only the beginning yeah then goodbye benny is what that's the other quote i had when uh when rick can't save him yeah i think in the trivia he says it like multiple times throughout the movie but this was the third one death is third only the beginning and, no third and final one of goodbye benny. oh goodbye benny yeah yeah because he keeps being like i'm done with you and then yeah benny's a bad yeah. penny which is probably where benny comes from he mm, just keeps coming yeah. back that's that's actually very funny that might be true yeah that's it and then you know they're like well we didn't die but we're in the desert and we don't know where, how to get back and then ardith bay shows up with camels and he's like hey Y'all ready for a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> Not just camels, but I believe the camel that Benny was loading with his ill-gotten gains, because the one mm-hmm. that uh, Evie and Rick are on has, like, an ass load of uh, gold on the back of it. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you can see it poking out of the saddlebags as they plod off into the sunset yeah that's i think that's supposed to be the like happily ever after like yeah. oh they don't even, they might not even notice that they're rich yeah and the sequel they definitely are like wealthy and they're like highly respected treasure hunters and egyptologists and whatever but unfortunately they have a terrible son <laughs> well so it goes yeah with a jewelry fetish right because he gets a bracelet stuck on him oh yeah that's like yeah. the thing yeah he's like look i put on the bracelet oh no <laughs> Oh no, cursed! Just cut me arm off. Better movie. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't know. We talked uh, around uh, around this. We talked about all the talking points. Is there anything anybody else wanted to mention? No, I think I'm all out. Okay. No, I don't. Okay. Well, let's uh, yeah, let's 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 not belabor the point. Um, I will start. I think this is a great watch. I hadn't watched this in a long. I watched it a bunch in around the era that this came out, the early 2000s, you know. Mm. Um, and I kind of forgot about it. But as I mentioned, we watched all of these uh, in, in in lockdown and quarantine because I had gotten like a good deal on the box set. And I was okay. like, I was like, oh, they're all right here. Like, let's, I was like, I'm, I'm going to watch them. And Crystal and Bottle were both like, oh, yeah, hell yeah. Like, let's all do it. So we made it a point like, all right, Tuesday, doing the first one. Wednesday, second one. You know, like whatever. Mm. And we just like, watched them all this one is just like so fun the whole way through like i'm engaged but i like i like this movie yeah <laughs> i i also enjoy it feel like it holds up decently which i wasn't you know sure like it's hard to gauge these things but i mean again aside from like a couple of parts where the special effects are kind of dodgy because it's too heavily cg'd and it was early cg yeah um it's i think yeah, yeah. yeah I think a lot of it looks pretty good. It's a relatively coherent script. You know, not the all stuff the details in it that, are accurate. The stuff in it that looks CGE yeah. reads as like supernatural. Yeah, rather like a, than just a, janky. a lot of it's based around like sandstorm stuff, and, and that's the, and fine. the distortion of the mummy like yeah. base and stuff yeah. like works yes. because it's like he's a monster. Yes. The only thing that doesn't work, I think, for me is the bugs under the skin just looks it looks like like cheap animation of like when tom or jerry would run under a carpet sure (laughs) yeah that and i mean like again i hate when they do water yeah it's bad water 90 it's better if you don't view any of it as water in this and just view it as like mystic evil oil yeah i guess um but yeah super fluid but yeah i mean like they were doing actually like for the time pretty impressive stuff with doing like composite like yeah like eighty percent Arnold Vosloo, yeah. and then like twenty percent like this, you know, little CG like trench mouth looking stuff. Trench mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. And then yeah, like I said, I think uh, a lot of the other bits of this hold up pretty well, and it's it's still pretty like you know, funny and cute and you know tense and scary yeah. and you know all the things you want it to be. Um, yeah, so. it feels it feels more like a action serial thing yeah. than yeah. anything I, I yeah. can think of that's come after it sure. really. Yeah, and I mean like it's still plenty pulpy too. Yeah. Where it's it's definitely got that, you know, bent to it. Um I'm going to rate it a watch. Okay. It definitely has fun popcorn vibes. Yeah. yeah. And I think if it was the summer of ninety nine and I was going to the movies, I would enjoy it. But to put it on and watch it on my couch. I just kept like getting distracted or daydreaming or not paying attention. It just didn't hold my attention. I felt like it was um, very action driven, not plot driven, which is fine. Uh, but it just it felt too long a movie for that to be all that carries it for me. The sense of humor is very quippy and witty and quick. I also feel like they lean into the campiness a little bit. And I like that, especially Benny. I think Benny's character leans into yeah. the campiness of the movie. So I appreciate that. I think the CGI is okay. Yeah. Uh, it's fine 
for what it is. It's not, it didn't age as poorly as I thought it would, but it's definitely not great in some places. I think it's a watch. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I didn't really have any strong feelings about it. Okay. Yeah, it is a two hour, four minute, I want to say, runtime. Yeah. So, like, a little on the long side. I mean, not by today's standards, because we've just gone off the deep end. But but I got to a point where I was like, how much longer is this? And I, like, checked it, and I was like, oh, my God, there's still 48 minutes left. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Also, one thing I didn't talk about earlier was that I think a lot of it's shot very competently, where there are definitely some day-for-night shots that I only could clock because I know what that looks like. Yeah, okay. But it was just that it was too blue, but, like, it's not like they had, like, weird shadows or anything, like, that usually happens when you're not doing it well. Right. So, like, certain things were very, like, technically adeptly photographed. Mm -hmm. And I think in general, like, it looks very good. Mm -hmm. We didn't really talk about Stephen Summers, the director. Um, He did, uh, oh, he did Deep Rising. I don't think I knew that. That's a pretty good like monster like b-movie monster movie thing it's like um scavengers go to a ghost ship like floating in the middle like ghost um like a cruise ship kind of thing i think i vaguely remember i didn't see it but and yeah there's like a a sea monster like snake thing that's Mm -hmm. like on board kind of yeah i remember it was about a sea monster but i didn't i I didn't realize that was him um and he did the mummies and he did van helsing oh yeah yeah and then he did the G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, which I think is the second of the two live-action G.I. Joe movies. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I only knew that going into this because I watched those, I don't know, a few years ago, just Mm -hmm. like they were both available to stream. And I was like, I never saw these. They have interesting casts. I like G.I. Joe as a kid. Let me check it out. They're not that good. but No, but they're not as bad as you'd think either. They're fine. But Brendan Fraser does a cameo in the one Stephen Summers directed where he like walks by and it's just like, Hey everybody! And he like, oh, and that's it. And I was just like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah, well, uh, Fraser's great. And apparently, he directed Odd Thomas, which is an adaptation of a Dean Koontz uh, book. Oh, and uh, I like Dean Koontz. He's not a bad director. He has a he has a style. It's very. Now that you said he directed Van Helsing, that really yes makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, like all Stephen, every Stephen Summers movie basically could have had a McDonald's Happy Meal tie-in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And like, I like a Deep Rising tie-in would be cool as shit. I'm sure there were Mummy Happy Meal toys, right? Probably, if not Mummy, Mummy Two, like Scorpion yeah. King. I feel like there was like get your own. Wind up Godsmack. Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Put put a quarter in. I'm not the one so far away. At the very least, this feels like it could have been glasses. Yeah. You you pay an extra five bucks on top of your, you know. Yeah, your Coke comes in a a special glass. Yeah. You get a glass you can take home. Drink out of Benny. (laughs) Poor Benny. Not dishwasher safe. No, no, no. No, They have lead in them, too. Yeah. Oh, yes. (laughs) No, that was the uh, Garfields. The Muppets, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Same era. That Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Jeb Uh, Nut Shoe. Um, uh, (laughs) Bless you. It's kazoo tight, but thank you. <laughs> um, thanks everybody for listening. Tina, thanks for uh, being here. Allison, thanks for being here. Hunter, thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm not sure which of us is the guest still. So I'm not sure either, and I don't know that we'll ever know. No, no, no. Everybody point at each other like Spider Man's. Yeah, you, you, it's you, it's you, it's you. Tina, would you like to direct uh, everyone to uh, your social media? Oh, I guess so. Y'all should hire Tina. Yeah, I mean, somebody should. 
If somebody doesn't soon, I'm in trouble. So uh, you can <laughs> visit me at Tina Dillon Art on Instagram. Don't follow my faux coyote page because I'm not going <sighs> to approve you. <laughs> but Tina Dillon Art, you have your link tree for all your... Oh, yes. There's a link tree right on that bio. You could just click it. Um, yeah, Tina's a photographer. I am. And a good one. Thank you. All right. So, yeah, the mummy and, yeah. Do the goodbyes. Oh, shit. Yeah, because we were talking about Tina's stuff. And so, yeah. our um, we cut this off. Find, find us on, shit, I don't know the goodbye thing because you changed it with the link tree. Um, we have a link tree. Yes. We have a link tree. It's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash H-W-G-W. You can find our Movie John page. You can find the widget to find us on uh, Spotify and iTunes and all of those places. You can find us on social media on there and you can find where to stream uh, or watch, you know, the film that we're currently discussing all on one little link tree. Get new episodes from Movie John every other Wednesday. That's every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday. Moviejohn.com or anywhere you get podcasts and please consider donating to the Movie John Patreon. It helps everybody do everything, including this show, including us. I don't have a sign-off. Really, I didn't really come up with a bit. Bye, Benny. <laughs> oh, bye, yeah, Benny. bye, Benny. Thanks for listening. Bye, Benny. Bye, bye, Benny. None of these are my hang-ups with this, though. Um, Oh, my shoes make sound. Sorry about that. This has been a Movie John podcast. <laughs>